We're back to do another episode of uh, of Racecourse Bramble, and Alex is with me once again, recovering from the ACL. Are we going to get an update again this week? What's this week's update? Come on, give us a we're on a week by week oh, update here. Any no improvement? One any to hear about these updates? Yeah, everyone loves to hear about your <laughs> ACL injury. Um, another week, another step in the right direction. Um, using one crutch instead of two. Oh, that's a big move. Oh, big move. <laughs> Driving again as well. Oh, and blimey! So another step in the right direction. Oh, Hopefully, yeah. after Christmas, back to normal. Back to back on the football pitch. Oh, that'll be the summer. <laughs> that might be a bit too soon. Good stuff. Okay, so we've got a little bit to talk about today. Usual format. We'll go over some news and little bits going on. We'll look back at Mansfield and Port Vale, and then we'll look ahead to Gillingham. Um, and that's that's our usual our usual get up, isn't it? Um, did you just let's start with the documentary, just so I can figure out whether you did watch it? Have you watched it yet? I should have asked you before. Have you watched this week's? No, I've not seen the episode released right. today in the UK. Um, there'll be some nice bedtime viewing for later okay. on. So we won't. It's uh, it's it's family orientated this one, um, and it will be very interesting. Um, I'll just I, I won't spoil it, but I'll touch on. There's a they sort of uh, they they have a good chat with sort of club staff members, I include players in that, and their parents. So there's um, there's some good chats with Rob McElhenney's mum, some chat with Ollie Palmer and his dad and mum. Uh, Fleur Robinson is on it this week, um, uh, and Elliot Lee is on it this week, and I, there'll be some talking points. When people get to see it, I think there'll be some talking points, more along the lines of some people say some interesting things, and they counter what you hear about them uh, in their role and what they're trying to achieve. So it'll be really interesting to see. I don't want to spoil it, and maybe we'll talk about it another day because I'm sure uh, we have touched on some of this before. But there's just, just it'll be interesting to see what the reaction is off social media to how some people have portrayed themselves to how they act when they're in and around the club is all I'm saying. And they might that might be in more than one occasion, to be honest, on more than one of those storylines. So, but I thought it was a really, really good episode. At one point, I think it's up there. At points in that episode, it's up there with the very best that they've done. Um, you know, it's, it's there's no football in it, really. It's all family-orientated. Um, so I think there are parts of it that are really up there. Um, but when, you, when there are things that you hear, and granted, that's third-hand, isn't it? So you have to sort of, you know, you have to take that with a, a grain of salt. But the people in the know... Uh, tell you stories and you hear things about people who are sort of spinning another story on that tonight's episode that's uh that's that that is a bit little bit makes you makes you makes you query it and it will be really interested to see so you i bet you're really like what the hell's going on in this episode like 
I switched off about 30 seconds ago. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> Um, but I've had messages about it already, um, which is which is quite interesting. So yeah, uh, we won't say any more other than that, I guess, and we'll we'll revisit it at some point, um, uh, I guess. Uh, news wise, um, where where should we start? News wise, should we start with the women or should we start with Wrexham Trainer Revival and give them a plug? What, what do you want? Where do you want to go? Oh, go with the women. We'll go with the women. Okie dokie. So, uh, let me uh, find our uh, match report. Let me share my screen so people can so people can see. So the women had a really good away win in Cardiff at the weekend. Uh, I'm sure you knew this already, Alex, didn't you? Because you're on the ball. Um, but they've they've gone away to Cardiff and won three nil. Um, uh, to Cardiff Met, which is obviously uh, you know traditionally a a, a very good side. Um, uh, Rosie Hughes, Mary Gibbard, and Ava Suckley got all the goals. Um, I guess it, the only sour point was what? Let's test you. It was Rosie Hughes' red card yeah. in injury time. Yeah, just a late red card, um, which will um, mean she'll miss a, a, a game or two. I'm not even sure exactly how many they missed for and what goes on there. But that'll be the only thing that they would be, uh, be gutted with. Um, but still, again, you know, I'm just, I'm on the club, I'm sharing the club's website here. Wouldn't you think they'd put a league table up so you haven't got to go hunting it and, you know, things like that. It's just, um, just so annoying that we don't, uh, we don't put more effort into, uh, into the women's site. So, uh, yeah, they've won 3-0, great away win, shame about the red card, but another goal, I think, you know, I think if a defender steps on a pitch with Rosie Hughes, the chance you, she's more likely to score than she isn't score. That's how deadly she is. You know what? Is, what? What that? You know what that? What would you be thinking when you're uh, you coming to play Rex and you think, well, the chances are she's going to score against me. Um, you know that's uh, that's a frightening thought, really, isn't it? As a defender, if you're taking it serious. I think she averages it two goals a game, so you probably settle for her scoring one goal against you. Yeah, you might do. Uh, you lower the average a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, really good away win because, you know, Cardiff's a long old trek, isn't it? And they'd have done that in a day. I'm sure they don't have the privilege like the men do of staying away. So, um, so yeah, really good away win. And they still sit second um, in the table from uh, from memory. Um so uh, yeah, I mean that's a it's an unbelievable start really for them. They'll be uh, they'll be loving that, um, given the fact that it's their you know they've gone up a league and you, you don't really know where you're going to sit in that new league, do you? Until you sort of get into the into the swing of it. So uh, so that's really good for them. Let's just touch on uh, oh FA Cup. I guess we could talk about the FA Cup. Can't can't we? Because everybody knows. Uh, so I, I was glued to the draw. On the Sunday night, I think it was, wasn't it? Um, I'm sure you were uh, either following or uh, or watching along, depending on what you were doing. Uh, but we drew Yeovil at home. What were your thoughts when you either read it, saw it, heard it? What were you thinking? Um, I was just to have a roast, just about to have a roast dinner uh, at my grandma's house. Right. So I snuck off, got iPlayer on. I think it was about two, half two. Yeah. Um, absolutely made up with that draw. Yeah. Um. Really, really happy with that. Um, I know Yeovil are going well this season, the top of the National League South. Yeah. Obviously, they've got Jake Hyde playing for them, but yeah. it's a home tie, and I fully expect us to win. And it's 
really good opportunity now to to get into round three and perhaps get one of the big boys. Yeah, I think that's the that's the key element. You get a home tie um, against a team that you are capable of beating, um, uh, all being well on the day, um, because we know what can happen in a cup. Um, Yeovil obviously got relegated last year, so they're on a bit of a rebuild. Or like you say, Jake Hyde's still there. I think, oh, who's the, um, oh, my memory's gone now. The tricky left winger we had for a couple of years who never quite lived up to his billing. Oh, blonde air. Maguire Drew. Yeah, I think Maguire Drew's there, isn't he? He was there last season. Yeah. I'm not sure if they've kept him on or not. I've got a feeling he is. Um, well done from my description for pulling that one out. Couldn't quite, uh, <laughs> couldn't quite get it. So, uh, yeah, a couple of old faces coming back. Uh, and Yeovil, I think, I mean, Yeovil were the only side to beat us in about 18 months or something at the race course, weren't they? They uh, they came and spoiled the party. So, um, you know, they, we know they'll be right up for it. Jake I will be bang up for it. Uh, you know, he scored. Was his goal was disallowed the last time we played him, I think. Um, he scored and it was disallowed. And I don't think it should have been um, from memory. It was South End, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so he knows, he knows what he's coming into, doesn't he? Uh, he'll have all the gen for him. So that'll be a good cup tie um, for for us. And like you say, you just want a tie that you're, you're you're capable of winning to get you into the next round. And then who knows what could happen? You know, we had some unbelievable, we had two, un- three unbelievable games, really. Um, if you count the replay um, against Sheffield United um, last season. So, you know, one or two more of them, I'll be bang up for that. And a, a, a nice, some nice trips away would be nice you know uh i don't you know let's not speculate yet let's uh let's see what see how we get on and then we can speculate um on who we'd like in the next round but uh, yeah good draw and nice to be at home because uh like last night it was nice not having to uh to uh, travel all the way to to yeovil for example um so we'll just we'll we'll wrap up with wrexham trainer revival so uh, did you catch up did you, are you up to date with this story did you see what had gone on yeah, I saw the post on Twitter from, I assume, the owner um, talking about the burglary and the hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of, yeah. of merchandise which has been stolen. So, yeah, very sad to to hear about that. Yeah, so about four or five weeks ago, they opened, he opened a new shop in, ta- in the town centre. Um, and uh, then within a week or two, I think somebody decided to break in According to the article, they, they've lost about seven grand's worth of stock. Um, and you can see from the picture, um, that's his little workshop because he, he will sort of custom paint uh, trainers for you, won't he? Um, he the, uh, the, the, somebody's Adidas are there. You can see them ready to be custom painted, perhaps having some logos and stuff on. So he does a really good job. He's really well known, Steve. Um, so, uh, so that was a real shame. They've had a little bit of a fundraiser going. I'm not. I did contribute. I'm not sure where they're up to with it. I'm sure he was insured as well for that. For for that. So obviously they'll be. Uh, they will be covered. But it's the inconvenience that you know one of our. You know one of our own as as it were has been put out now and having to faff around. But the positive to that is that they reopened it. Was it? It was this week. Um, and just if you haven't been inside. Um, Liam uh, Liam Stokes Massey, who did the mural of Mullin on the side of the Fat Boar, has done an Elliot Lee mural, and Elliot Lee and Jacob Mendy went to uh, to do the grand reopening. There's his uh, his mural, looking good there, Elliot Lee, who you'll see on the documentary. 
Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's obviously it's nice that they'll be they'll be back up and running, but what a shame about the inconvenience and the hassle uh, that that sort of causes, isn't it? Yeah, it's not nice, isn't it, for anyone or any business to lose thousands of pounds worth of stock, but just shows you about the Wrexham community, doesn't it? All the money that's been raised and the people who've rallied around to, to help them get back open and yeah. obviously Elliot Lee and Mendy um, are there for some good PR as well. So if anything good could have come from it, some good has come from it. So there you go. It's just off King Street, I think, this place. So it's well worth going to have a look because they sell merch as well as obviously uh, you can go and get your trainers uh, sorted. So uh, well worth it. Um so yeah, last time I looked, it was over two grand that they were sort of touching on, but it could have been, it could have shot up since then. I'm not sure. Um, and I guess while we're talking about fundraising and stuff, yeah, we should give some people uh, a little bit of a shout because there's quite a lot of people, including people at the club, are doing Movember, aren't they? I see Alex hasn't bothered. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, like. Uh, Thomas Tommy Kaus is sort of is doing it, he's doing November. So I th I'm just trying to see if I can find his link on his Twitter. Can't see it. Oh yes, there yeah, there you go. So if you go back to November the seventh, there's a just giving page there, so people can donate to November if they want to. Um, so that's a really good one this time of year, and as and obviously the club are doing it as well, aren't they? Quite a lot of the players have, uh, and and staff because I Humphrey and some of the other staff have been clean shaven, ready to start. Um, so yeah, go and find if you've got some spare pennies, go and find people's pages and uh, and donate because uh, that's a good cause as well. Even though Alex has not made an effort this year, this means he has to make an effort next year. You know what? I did it in 2017 or 2018. Did you? And I got compared to a, a certain kind of person. Not It wasn't a compliment either. So <laughs> I've been a bit reluctant to, to try it again. I've got the photos right. on my phone. I'll send you one of these later, Mark. Oh, I'll okay. send you the, the finished article. So you I'm, not sure, I'm, not, I'm not sure like, when you say a certain type of person. I'm, 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 I'm intrigued. Um, but uh, yeah, so... Um, that that's that that's out there. Go and have a look. Donate some pennies if you've got some. If you haven't, you haven't. That's fair enough. Um, just just retweet somebody's link. If you've got if you haven't got pennies, just doing something like that it helps massively, doesn't it? If you can just uh, you know share that share a post um, if that makes sense. Yeah, it takes what thirty seconds, and it could expose it to hundreds of new people. So why not? And you should plug your own marathon gig while we're here. <sighs> Do you think I should? Is that not? Is that the self? Is that that's, oh, all right? I will do. I'll do mine and the other halves because she's doing it as well. I guess. Um, it seems as you've pushed me. Um, so, <laughs> uh, in fact, I can't even. Uh, no, I'll do it next time because I can't even find the. I don't even know where my link is. So I'll retweet my link and stuff. But uh, yes, we're, I'm me and Kath are fundraising. So Kath's going to be fundraising for your space. Uh, doing a, a marathon in April and I'm fundraising for cancer research and uh, yes well, we've been really lucky so far loads of people have donated in fact Bob who comes on the podcast now and again um, I, he I had two tickets of his uh, I picked them up for him for the game against Altrincham and he can't go now so I found somebody to buy them and I said to him uh, send me your details and I'll send you this money uh, and he said, "Oh no, just donate it to charity." So we uh, we put that in Kath's uh, your space charity. So uh, 
that foot ready for the marathon. So that was really good of him. So, yeah, but we will. I guess what we will do because this is it's only right that we uh, we self promote our uh, our our YouTube antics and our profile. Well, certainly, uh, certainly. Uh, I'll put my profile in. I'm not sure you necessarily want people messaging you like what I get. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so people, if, if you don't follow us on Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter. And find all our links here as well. So uh, at Racecourse Ramble uh, is the Twitter handle. And if you go onto that page, you'll always see pinned the last links to the podcast. So the YouTube podcast and the audio podcast, because we push it out in uh, in both formats now. Um, uh, so you can follow us there. There's a link tree there, so people can send us. Uh, there's a contact me, so people can send us emails. So it'll be interesting to get people's thoughts on uh, Alex's tactical breakdowns of what's gone on, and <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, you know, people are welcome to email us. Um, Twitter links, podcast links, all the YouTube stuff, it's all there. Um, but then if you go onto, uh, onto YouTube, I'll find our page. Uh, look for Racecourse Ramble. You'll see all our videos. I'm really good. I put them all in playlists. They're all the good thing. If you watch it on YouTube, the podcast is broken down into to, to bite-sized sections. So you can, uh, you can watch it. You can watch a relevant section. If you haven't got time to listen to all the podcast, you can just pick out a section on YouTube and look at our glorious faces although i'm looking a bit bright today that's let's move that light that's better um yes you can see alex's uh, beautiful beard in full hd yep and uh, yeah you can just watch the bits that you want to watch um which is uh, which is really good so shameless plug over any more news what have i missed what have i missed tickets for forest green are you going to forest green they went on sale today couldn't get a ticket unfortunately to try. Oh, yeah, think, yeah. All right, that's because that was the bit I was I was about going to follow up saying but I've, I've been I've, I nipped to work I've been doing some work but I had I hadn't seen the all tickets sold out message but obviously it has gone out has it because I, I hadn't seen it because I've been busy. Yeah, well I forgot and then went in about an hour after they went on sale when I couldn't right. get one. So I'll have a look out for spares on on mm. Twitter because it's a ground. I've been to before, albeit they don't sell um, any meat products, which uh, <laughs> might not appeal to a lot of fans. But no, it would have been a new away ground in a yes. quirky part of the country, isn't it? In yeah, Nailsworth in the southwest. It's not um, far from Bristol and stuff, is it? It's just. Uh, it's... I mean, it's, yeah, so Cotswolds, Forest of Dean sort of area. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I got. I was lucky. I was lucky that I was just. I was scrolling Twitter and I just saw the, the post that the club put out saying, don't forget to buy your tickets at 10 o'clock. Um, so because I saw that, I logged on. And today was the first day, interestingly, the, today was the first day that it worked seamlessly for me. I could go in, buy multiple tickets, not have to log in individually because I've had to do that before for some bizarre reason. Uh, I was able to go in, get the three tickets for for, for us and uh, allocate them to Caff and Owen, the... Uh, uh, the fa the family that are going and uh, yeah it worked perfectly so uh, I don't know uh, other people have had mixed experiences with that some people it works works okay and like me some others it, it hasn't worked before so hopefully some of those little glitches are getting ironed out um, 
I will just do one more plug, actually. Uh, it's only a little one, this. Uh, my cousin's got a, uh, a company which makes re- uh, sustainable and recyclable plastic replacements. So uh, he messaged me last night because he's... Uh, in fact, I retweet, I, I, post, I put a post out on Twitter about it. Let's see if I can find it. Um, there. So for those people who are... Uh, speaking of Forest Green, really, because Forest Green are very big on sustainability and stuff, aren't they? Um, he's uh, he's got a company which is called Happy Dolphin, and they're going to be supplying to start with the turf. Um, he's been and seen Wayne in the turf, and Wayne's going to buy some of his what they call them event cups. So the because uh, obviously you're not supposed to have glass outside anymore, are you? So people have plastic or cardboard, but it's mainly a some sort of plastic that people use for uh, outdoors sort of uh, for your beer and your Coke and stuff. So um, his company make these uh, very strong reusable and compostable plastic replacement cups, which you can print your print sponsors on or print a logo on or print something on. Um, so they're, uh, they're going into the turf uh, and then, uh, you know, we've got, oh, there's other people in the site. So Wrexham Lager, uh, the Mice Gwyn, some other people, some of the other big, uh, other big places. So, you'll see these in the turf. It'll be interesting to see. Most people won't even think twice about it, but people who uh, who are good recyclers and think a lot about sustainability, um, and the club are supposedly some of them people, um, are, are starting to switch to this type of thing now. So, um, yeah, I'll give give Di a little bit of a shout out there. And I'm sure you can't wait to get your hands on a sustainable and recyclable cup, Alex. Can you? No, I love them when I go to sports events. You get to take them back with you. It's a nice (laughs) memento, isn't it? So get your cousin to give me one and I'll share it on Twitter for some PR exposure. I'll have to send him him some artwork and stuff and get him to make us some so uh, so we we can have our logo on them. And hopefully he won't charge me for that. So um, I'm sure he will because that's that's what he does. so yeah, so uh, was there any other news? Have we missed anything? I don't think we have, but um, anything else? Um, I think that's it, to be honest. Before we, uh, okay. So we'll wrap up our news and intro section and we will uh, come back in a second and we'll start with, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do Mansfield or do you want to do Port Vale? Do me- um, go chronologically, yeah, we'll go okay. Mansfield first. Yeah. Because that's the, the hardest one to remember because it was the longest time ago. <laughs> All right, yeah. we'll, we'll come back in a second and do that. So we had an away day on Saturday. Uh, I couldn't go. Uh, as far as I know, you didn't go, did you? Were you uh... No, didn't go, but obviously had the luxury of watching it on S4C at Espedwarek, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I was uh, I, I went. We were fireworking, um, so we went to some fireworks in uh, Whisperit over the over the board, just over the border. We went to the race course in uh, Chester, uh, and frankly, it was a shambles. Uh, I should I should add that now. The, uh, the the what used to be a mighty firework event turned into now ten minutes rather than the 25, 30 minutes it used to be. So uh, budget cuts happening in Chester. It would appear. Um, 
and but I got home for the second half so we could watch the second half and was following along obviously uh, 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 while we were there um, and I think it was quite interesting this Mansfield draw because I think a lot of people were a bit like oh that that's a tough away day we're possibly not going to make it through that there was quite there was almost a bit of acceptance of, of that and yet the team have turned up and put in a performance the first half was might be up there with as good as we've been this season wouldn't you say yeah um, I said it was probably one of the worst possible ties we could have got. Yeah. I think Mansfield away, Notts County away, probably the two you didn't want. Um, yeah. But no, that first half, probably some of the best football we've played all season. Um, we were just excellent. And we were really, really unlucky not to go into half time 2 0 up, maybe even 3 0 up. Yeah, I was going to um, say. Instead of just by one goal. Um, yeah, what a performance. I think the interesting thing for me was. Uh, when I eventually saw some footage, I was amazed that game went ahead because nowadays, as soon as there's any water on a pitch, they just bail on them, don't they? They don't let you play. Um, and in the old days when I used to play, you'd play on mud heaps and you'd just have to get on with it. And it was, the, you know, same for both sides is what, you know, people used to say, so just get on with it. Um, and watching that ball stick in some of the corners, I was like, oh, I wonder how close that was, you know, this ref um, was to call in it. I'm not saying that it should that it should have been. I'm just saying that they, they just don't like it anymore, do they? Yeah, you could see behind the goal, there's so much water and it looked like a, a Sunday league pitch. Um, well done to the groundsman or whoever helped get the game on. And yeah. I think both teams wouldn't want a postponement, would they? Yeah, They've both no. got busy league fixtures, both near the top of the league and other cup competitions as well. So, yeah, not ideal conditions. Um but again, it's even more compliments to us because we've gone away on the cold November nights where the pitch is awful. And Chucking it down. Yeah, we made Mansfield look average. And when you look at their, their form, I know they've drawn a lot of games, but not apart from the cup competition, they've um, they've gone unbeaten, haven't they? And like you say, they're not average at all. And yeah, really, really encouraging performance. And Parkey got his, his team selection spot on. So let's touch on that. That was a great, great intro for exactly what I had lined up. Um, was I guess the uh, the the lineup is obviously always one of the first sort of um, talking points on game day, isn't it? Um, and the, we had some we had some queries, question marks around right wing back. Really, was probably the one, wasn't it? With what we were going to do, uh, was Ford fit? Would Jones go in? Somebody else come in? What what basically what was going to happen? And obviously that was answered because Ford he got just over uh, 60 minutes so that's good news providing he hasn't had any reactions because in theory hopefully he'll be available on Saturday for Gillingham as well yeah I think that was the position most people were were unsure about yeah and um, it all boiled down to was Ford fit or not wasn't it um and if he was fit he was always going to play so it's good to see Ford back in the team um He's just a really solid option at right back, isn't he? Doesn't yeah. probably give you the attacking um, danger or flair, which Barnett does. But with Anthony Ford, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get seven or eight out of ten every match and yeah. a solid defender as well. Good at set pieces as well. Uh, when, when we let him take them, uh, not to be forgotten that. Um, and Dolby started up front, so that, that was potentially another one that you'd think, well... You know, I would have. I think I would have thought Palmer would have started. I thought Palmer would become the de facto partner this season for Mullin again. Uh, but it was Dolby that came in. 
Um, and looked like the Sam Dolby that we saw in the second part of the season, post-Coventry and that goal that boosted his confidence. He looked a right handful, didn't he? He looked like a different player to what we'd seen uh, most of this season. Yeah, he seems to be Parkinson's go-to striker in the cup competitions, doesn't he? Um, I know he played really well um, and he's had a lot of stick um, at the start of the season from fans saying we should load him out or he's finished or he's too weak, he's too slow, but... Yeah, I noticed you calling a few out actually, thinking about it. I'm sure you were trying to... There was some some uh, some tweets from you about, around that, wasn't there? Yeah, people with short memories and fickleness, sometimes it, it annoys me. Um, there was times at the end of last season where we were saying Dolby is our second best striker, we should always be starting and... We've got two great second strikers in Palmer and Dolby, both excellent players. Um, but no, going back to Saturday, he was excellent. His first goal, whip into the top corner, um, would have looked out of place in the Premier League. He was really unlucky. Was it 10 minutes later where he hit the underside with a crossbar? Keeper um, saved that one. To be he? fair, yeah. The yeah. keeper um, had a very good game, actually. He kept the score down in the first half. But no, his goal, the chances he had in his overall play, uh, I can see on your screen he's got a 9 out of yeah. 10, which is a very high score for, is it FOTMOB you use? Yeah, so I, 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 I'll i just clarify again what, what, why I use FOTMOB. So FOTMOB, and I think there are other sites, but FOTMOB was the one that I used because they take hundreds of Opta stats. So Opta are probably the main people for producing stats in professional football in the UK. Uh, then FOTMOB put an algorithm basically to it um, and then that's where they get these ratings from. So this isn't somebody sort of doing it like you or I were doing it based on what we see in an our understanding of the game. This is that, that algorithm doing it. And it's definitely not perfect, but of all the people that do it, it's the best of the ones I've come across is how I would describe it. So that's the reason I, that's the only reason I use. So you might not have thought he was a nine um, or you might not have thought he was man of the match, but. I think we would both agree, well, I would have probably given him man of the match after that game, but Cannon might have come a sec- close second, to be fair. Um, but it, it's there or thereabouts, is, is the, is, that's why I use it, before you criticise me. <laughs> no, I'd give him a nine and man of the match, so great minds think alike, me and yeah. Mob. He got an assist as well, didn't he, for Mullin, um, which is, you know... Uh, and that that the, that Mulling goal was excellently taken because he wanted that on his right foot. He had to shuffle his feet a little bit, and he dispatched that with a plum, as they say, to to. I was going to say to kill the tie, but then we we gave him a goal back within a couple of minutes, didn't we? Yeah, the Mulling goal he just makes it look easy, doesn't it? Yeah. It's not an easy finish. The chance he had, he, he was still sixteen yards out at an angle, but he's curled it right into the corner. Um, and then you think, yeah, is it game over with, with that 66, 67 minutes he scored on? Um, and it was disappointing to give them a goal straight after. Um, Good goal, though. That's all, I, all I'll say is if, if you're beating a full stretch of Conquo, then that is a very good, it's a very well-placed shot, and that's what it was, wasn't it? You know, it was, uh, it was hard, high, and, you know, in a real, a real tough spot to save. Yeah, and is it Oates, the guy yeah. he scored? He's a really good player, isn't he? Um, you know, good finish. And like I say, it takes a lot to beat Arta from, what, 20 yards or however yeah. Yeah. long out it was. So good finish. Um, but we dug in. We got the result. I don't think we were 
too troubled, to be honest, even well, at 2-1. I was never thinking, oh, God, they're all over us here. They're going to come back. Um, I think it was more likely we were going to get a third, to be honest. So, no, excellent, excellent night all around. Some very good performances. Um, Dolby, obviously. But like you said, I think Andy Cannon, before he got recklessly hacked down by one of their midfielders, um, I thought he was second in command to man of the match. And uh, surprised it wasn't a red card, to be honest, because it was it was dangerous. I was gonna it's one that, of those that's... orange cards, isn't it? Well, I, I was gonna, that's what I was going to come on to next with, with Cannon. So uh, if you, for people who didn't necessarily know, after about 70 minutes, he basically limped off the pitch after a reckless, out-of-control lunge. I can't remember the player who was who did it. I think it's actually his shin or his knee that catches Cannon's shin or area. Uh, and that's that's the issue. It's that sort of clattering. Um, and I honestly thought, I mean, I thought it was, it was probably a red card in modern football. But I think the ref's been generous and gone, probably gone, oh, it's a bit slippy and wet and maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought. Um, and he was very generous with that yellow card. I, I, I know what you're saying about an orange card, but modern football now, you don't have to do much and you get a red card, don't you? Yeah, and it's the player's responsibility to make sure he's not endangering yeah. um, the, the other player. So yeah. it doesn't matter if it's wet, if it's slippy. Agree. Um, yeah. yeah, if it was a Wrexham man making that challenge, I'd have been upset if it was a red. I'd have argued yellow, benefit of the doubts. But because I'm a little bit biased when I was watching it, I thought oh, could have, should have, maybe was a red. I, I don't think I think when you watch it back, there was a replay from behind. And when you watch it back, it's horrendous. Um, so we've not heard much other than Cannon went for an X-ray. I think on Sunday or Monday, it might have been Monday, and we've not heard anything since. So is no is no news good news? Or on Friday are we going to get this article drop from the leader saying? Cannon's out for the season and, uh, you know, here we go again. We're riddled um, with injuries. I hope not because he was playing really well, um, Notts County and then the Mansfield game. He was contender for man of the match in both of those games. Yeah. And actually, he's a, if I was to pick our best midfield three, he would probably be in there when he's on form. I think he's yeah. an excellent player. So hopefully it's weeks rather than months um, yeah. he'll be out for. So... What can we do? All we can do is wait. Yeah, we're lucky we've got strength in depth. Um, if you think about Notts County, obviously lost. Was it Palmer they lost this week? And they replaced him with Dan Goslin, the ex-Everton uh, player. So they lost yeah. somebody for injury for the season. Um, uh, and I got a question about this. People were like, oh, does this mean we can replace Fletcher? It's like, well, no, because Notts County went into the season. I think it was with 19 players out of the 24. Five, I've lost track. 25-man squad? Yeah. Not 20. 25. It's 25-man 25 yeah. squad. They went in with 19-odd. Um, so they had room to bring Goslin in. On a, Obviously, they could only bring him in because he was a free agent and because they had room to bring him in. Uh, whereas Wrexham already nominated their squad. It's full. Uh, and we can't take somebody out of our squad until January, till the registration window opens again. So we've got to deal with the players we've got. Fortunately, we've got a big squad. We've just, we are, those injuries are racking up now, aren't they? That for us, you know. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Saturdays and suspensions, I guess that's the caveat. Obviously, we, we're going to have no McLean, probably Cannon, no Mullin. Uh, 
Hayden we don't know about or anything. You know, there's there's six or seven players now that we're, uh, you know, we're wondering what's going on and can't pick them because of suspension. Yeah, but this is why a squad of 24-25 comes to save your bacon. You look at Notts County and a lot of their fans on Twitter are complaining the squad was too small, there's no yeah. strength in depth, and now they're down to one or two first-team midfielders being fit, one of them being 36, 37-year-old Jim O'Brien. So yeah. at least we've got cover there. Yeah. Um, but it's getting worrying the amount of injuries we are getting because if we get any more, then we are in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, and we're just, it's the, the main worry is we're just in that time of the season where that, you know, you, you, you've got to, the next nine or ten games will set us up for that post-Christmas push. Um, so now isn't the time to be dropping points. Now is the time to be trying to pick them up, isn't it? So, um, so uh, yeah. But we'll we'll touch a little bit more on that when we go on to Gillingham, I guess. Um, any other? Uh, there, there's some. Uh, uh, I was I watched the highlights back just before we came on, um, thinking ahead to uh, potentially doing a breakdown on the highlights. Um, and Elliot Lee, there was a reverse pass from Elliot Lee that was just out of. You might you won't remember it. You'd have to see it again, probably. It was out of this world, this river. It might have been for the goal. Oh, no, it was Cannon, I think, who set up. Was it? No, it was uh, Cannon who set up Dolby's goal. It was for another chance uh, that Dolby has. It might have been the one where it's the bar. Um, but the reverse pass was out of this world from Elliot Lee. Just like another level that lad is on at, at times. Yeah, I know the one you mean. It was the one which Dolby hit the crossbar from. His yeah. vision calmness on the ball and to see that pass not many players if any in league two would see that pass um and it's just another example of why he's so good he's my player of the season by some distance so far yeah. and i don't think he'd look at a place in the championship to be honest on his no. current form yeah yeah it's uh and, I, and again you'll you'll they don't touch on elliot lee too much actually in this bit of the documentary today and his dad but uh he does feature a, a, a tiny bit uh, just for people who don't, re- there'll be a generation of people that won't realise his dad was like one of the at his at his peak. He got twenty odd caps for England. I think he was one of the best midfielders in the Premier League for three to five years. Well, you know, he was right up there. I mean, I'm not. You might be too young to remember him really, but uh, he was. He was in the, in his Newcastle day when Shearer was there and Ferdinand as well around him. They had a, an incredible sort of. Uh, uh, side and Rob Lee was at the heart of that, and he's a diff- it's interesting because he's a slightly different player to his dad, isn't he? Um, playing the same position, but he's there, they've got different skill sets, yeah. Bit before my time, <laughs> mid yeah. to late 90s, but you don't get 20 caps for England by accident. And obviously, football genes and um, run throughout the family because I yeah. think Lee's brother was a professional at one point as well. And they do coaching now. I think the family. I think they've got a family coach, football coaching business that they're uh, that they've either started up or Elliot's getting uh, doing a little bit with as well as his dad and his brother. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. There was just there were spells of football in that game against Mansfield on a rubbish pitch, away from home, which were just top draw, um, and that was the really pleasing thing. That first half was uh, there was some exceptional stuff. Um, uh, which I guess you know that bodes well, doesn't it? You know, because uh, you know we all like to play nice football, but um, it's hard to do on a crap pitch in the way the rain. I don't know how windy it was. I was going to say wind and rain, but you know, in muggy conditions, it's really hard to play. 
yeah, it's encouraging to be able to play football against one of the best teams in the league in those conditions. Says a lot about the quality of our team. So yeah, very happy. Good away, a good away win, and uh, obviously it got a bit bit twitchy after the. I don't know. It was kind of twitchy in the fact that you were just like they they got that goal. But they didn't. They then didn't really kick on, did they, Mansfield? It didn't really bombard us or barrage us. It was. It was still fairly comfortable. Yeah, um, they made it two-one with what twenty minutes to play, yeah. and you're expecting an onslaught, aren't you? But I don't remember feeling uncomfortable at any point during those last twenty minutes. I thought we always looked in control, and when you've got Arthur in goal, he's a, such a common influence on the defence. Um, and he had another good game, did Arthur. So, yeah, yeah very good hands. The only other thing that <laughs> interested me was the the fan, the Mansfield fan, who tried Fighting to afterwards. fight James McLean <laughs> at the end of the match, which is uh, not a good idea. No, I mean, I don't know if you've... Uh, I'm just looking through some stats and stuff there to see. Um see if there was anything uh, outstanding. I don't know if you follow James McLean on Instagram, but... I, I, about two weeks ago, I think he was he was bowling or at a fair or something, and he had the old punching machine out. And I don't know, he nearly broke that when he hit it. Like I don't think I would be squaring up to him at all. Yeah, and these Mansfield fans who were who were squaring up to him didn't look like the the most athletic <laughs> people, shall we say? So my money would have been on McLean, and yeah. I enjoyed Mullins' laugh. At the fan who tried to climb over an open fence. I, I was going to say there was an open gate, wasn't it? And he, tried, and he just yeah. climbed on it, like <laughs> threatening to sort of burst over. He's like, well, it's open there if you want to go. Um, okay, good stuff. Um, well, when we come back, then we'll look at uh, last night's game that uh, we were both at, uh, where we've uh, we've beaten Port Bay. I was going to say taken them apart, but we didn't really do that, did we? It was just. Bit would have been a bit biased to say that, um, but we've. Uh, Can I have to say hats off to the fans who escorted the uh, the fan in averted commas who mouthed off during the the minutes right. respect as well. Forgotten about that, and I shouldn't have forgotten about that because actually they mentioned. I don't know if you heard at the race course last night. They mentioned it, didn't they, just before the yeah. players came out? So we were having a minute silence. Is that right? Yeah. It was a minute a minute silence and. Supposedly, it was a Wrexham fan or fans. It's a, I, I, I think I've just seen it was a fan. I don't know whether he had too much drink or what. Do we? Did, do we? Do we know anything really about it? Um, I'm going off eyewitness accounts. I think yes. Tim um, said it was one fan. Obviously, yeah. had a lot to drink, but right. still no excuse. No. Um, but no, he was escorted out by fans. And Wrexham told. fans dispatched him. Didn't need stewards. Yeah. It was Wrexham fans that have dispatched him out of our own end. Um, Instead of the uh, instead of the stewards, so yeah, qu- uh, well remembered. Um, and as I said, it was really interesting because they mentioned it last night pre-match and said thank you. And they said justice was being served. I think it was the words. I don't know if you heard that. Um, I think Steve said it was. He said justice is being served. So uh, that would imply that if he is a season ticket holder, he might not be. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. See if they say anything. Because yeah. uh, I haven't seen anything else about it officially. Uh, although I use it was just stuff I'd I'd seen at the time. So yeah, well done to whoever uh, escorted that man away after uh, that minute silence being disturbed. Okay, we'll come back and look at Port Vale then. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good.
So I watched from my season ticket seat last night uh, at the race course. Where where were you? Because I know you were going because you were asking about parking. I assume you made it, etc. Yeah, made it. Had to park in the uh, the Sainsbury's car park because the oh. club one wasn't open. It was full. Um, and Touchwood didn't get a ticket. <laughs> um, so that was my, risky. My look, yeah, I, I was on crutches. I had to park somewhere close. Mm. So... Yeah, got there, and because it was a cup game, I got the luxury of being able to select some of the more desirable seats in the centre okay. of the Mould Road, as opposed to scrapping for ones behind the goal for league matches. So yeah, centre of the Mould Road, which was a rare, um, rare little treat, you could say. And what, uh, what we are sort of, what we expect in pre-match. Um... We don't we don't get a lot of stats and stuff on the uh, on these games because uh, FOTMOB don't don't treat this competition as a, a normal competition. But I think we we he, Parky had told us he was going to make eleven changes, so we were I was expecting that. I'm sure sure you were as well. Uh, I think the team was probably a little bit stronger than I possibly thought we would put out. Uh, but um, yeah, what were your sort of thoughts when you saw the team pre match? What were you thinking? Um, pretty much what I expected. Obviously, there's first-team players who haven't had minutes in the past few weeks, such as Boyle and Young, McAlinden. Uh, so no surprise to see those players in there. And then good to see a few of the youngsters as well, James um, Davis, not Jordan, Dan Davis, and yeah. Pickerstaff as well. Um, so pretty much what I expected in terms of the team. Wasn't expecting to see Mullen and McLean on the bench. No. Yeah. I'm glad they were yeah. in the end, given yeah. what happened. But yeah. Kind of what I expected, especially given Parky's comments yeah. uh, before the match. Um, and the game, the game played out. Uh, both sides made changes. And the game played out. It was up until when did they come on? About half, about sixty odd minutes. Those subs came on, didn't they? Roughly, uh, that yeah. first hour was two teams that were not in full flow because of the amount of changes, possibly. Uh, and like you know, not used to playing with each other. It was disjointed. It was bitty. It was a typical. It was also both teams kind of knew they were through. It, the question was who was going to be top. Well, you know that's not the same as having to scrap to get through, is it? Um, so there was no impetus and drive in it at that first hour, is what I thought. Yeah. Um, to be fair to Port Vale, I think they were much the better team. Tidier football, didn't they? Yeah. Sixty minutes. Yeah. yeah. They're number ten with a long hair. Can't remember his name before. He played very well. Um, a lad on loan from Swansea, their striker was very quick and caused us a few issues going forward. And um, I thought they looked quite a decent team, Port Vale. And yeah, they were the better team. Um, but we hung in there, kept it at 1 0. And then the game just changes when we make those three substitutions. Um, Mullen, McLean, and Jones showing their, showing their quality. Yeah, so we will we'll come on to that. What I, I said last night is that it was interesting for Phil Parkinson because there would have been three or four of those players that did actually get some game time last night would have been regularly knocking at his door asking, why am I not playing Gaffer? What have I got to do, Gaffer? I think I should be playing Gaffer. Uh, you know, they'll be looking at him through sort of daggers uh, when they're on the bench, sort of going, when am I coming on, boss? You know, 
and I wouldn't necessarily say last night that they made an. an uh, I'm trying to think of the fairest way to put this. They wouldn't have changed his mind, would they? I'm not saying they were woeful, but I was. I when I saw the lineup, I thought well, one or two of these might try and grab it by the. You know, a John Davis, go and grab it by the neck, make it make things happen, and the game sort of passed us by for. You know, Paul Vale, like you said, were tidy. But they, they didn't do what I was hoping that they would do um, and, you know, really try and change his mind. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah, I see what you mean and I agree. No player stood, stood out, out like and yeah. made for, wow, we should be playing on well, in the next league match now on, on Saturday against Gillingham. Not to say they were bad. No. Um, but, you know, Jordan Davey was okay. Um, Luke Young didn't have his best game, to be honest. I thought he wasn't quite his, um, his best. Boyle and Clayworth at the back were okay. Yeah. They were okay. McAlinden, okay as well. But in that match, you want your, your senior players to stand out and show moments of quality and class. And yeah, none of them really did. I'll tell you the closest. Yeah. Bickerstaff, I thought, was the definitely the most lively but of the more senior pros, the person, ironically, who was the best of that bunch, if you like, for me, was Hosanna down the right. I thought he looked lively. Um, again, it's almost irrelevant because he's, you know, because uh, of his position. But, you know, you, 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 those are the games where it must be tough to move. I mean, I don't know what, what are John Davis, Luke Young and Bill Boyle thinking in that game? Is that demotivating for him to play in that game? Or because oh, are we naive as fans because they're thinking, well, this is you know, this is being rolled out here to play against Port Vale in a almost a meaningless tie. It, you know, I, granted, top spot was up for grabs, but or should or, are we right to think, well, actually, go out, grab it, and you know, make an impression, and you know, that there's some injuries and suspensions coming, so you know, maybe on Saturday you might get a start if you go out and blow them away. Don't know, hard. Yeah, and again, I'm not saying these players play badly, um, but it's an opportunity for them, isn't it? Yeah. They're not going to get the same opportunity. They're not going to walk into the league team, especially when we're bang on form, or we've got players in form. They're not going to get, realistically, another chance to play 60, 70, 80-odd minutes um, in front of a full crowd at the race course uh, and impress Parkinson. So... I'd be very upset if they did see it as, oh, wow, I'm being chucked into the... It's not Papa John's anymore, is it? They've changed no, it's, it to it's, it's, Bristol it's, Street Motors. Bristol Street Motors, yeah. So I'm sure um, the man of the match got a car or something last night. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. So, no, they're professionals at the end of the day. And I don't think any professional would ever think they're above any yeah. competition, especially when they're playing for Wrexham as well. And there's 8,000 fans there, which was... Just under, yeah. Really, really good attendance for a... A third-rate cup competition on a Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, but like you said, the the game changed, and it was it was just interesting at how the level lifted within five minutes of those three players coming on. Um, and I, I, if you think about it, uh, the sponsors gave James McLean man of the match. He was the standout for me. He he, he got an opportunity to play more advanced. Um, he said it, his words were up front. Not really sure how they were playing in the end. I don't know whether Mullin was sitting in behind him or whether he was supposed to be the, the main man further forward and the other two were playing just behind him out wide. But either way, 
he came on further forward than he normally does and he had the bit between his teeth from the moment he, it was like he, he wanted to make an impression and like don't put me left wing back again boss can I play up here instead uh, and he was outstanding he was problematic he wanted to fight everybody um, his, the delivery for Mullins goal is just sensational um, and I thought he was the standout in the end I thought the sponsors actually got that right yeah, same. It's not often you see a substitute who's only played 25 minutes to get him out of the match, but yeah. could not argue with it. He came on and even pushing one of their players to the ground, it just gets the crowd up and it it proves he's right. He's thinking, right, I'm ready to, to boss this match and yeah. that my authority on it. And some of those balls into the box were, were Premier League quality. And the one you mentioned, the one for Mullins' goal, that would cause any defence in the world issues. It's right in that corridor of uncertainty. Yeah. Um, and Mullen, to be fair, is where any decent striker should be at the back post. And his all-around game, his tackling, his, his running, his quality on the ball, his crosses, he nearly scored again. Um, well, it, he had a shot it, which deflected. Yeah, just missed just the over. top corner, didn't it? Just by, a, by six or eight inches. Yeah, well-taken header as well. Um and of course, an ex-Stoke player as well. It would have been yeah. even sweeter playing He'll against... He'll love that. He'll love that. Yeah, <laughs> Port Vale, their rivals. Yeah, so absolute quality display from, from James McLean. The uh, the Mullin goal, uh, McLean drives that ball so hard across. What people probably don't appreciate is uh, periodically you'll see bloopers and the striker will miss from that position. And it's because they've just not concentrating and they'll touch that ball and it'll go straight up in the air. And you could be almost under the goal line. I'm sure you'll have seen them over the years. And they'll go straight up. Um, and it's really difficult for Mullins to come on and so quickly be attuned with that um, and just, you know, calmly slot it in. Wasn't an easy take. Honestly, because it's right in front of me, that is, that ball was flying across the goal. So it was a great take. Yeah, and again, like his goal at Mansfield, he just makes things look so easy. Yeah. So easy. Any striker disguised that, missed it, gone with their head, got muddled up, but he's just clinical, isn't he? And it's a top-quality goal. Great cross, great finish as well. And it was his birthday, uh, wasn't it, last week? We uh, we should wish him happy birthday. I'm sure yeah. Paul Mullins never heard of me, me and you in this podcast, but anyway. Um, uh, yeah. He is, he's just, you know, they, they were game changers, them three. Jones gave us some energy in midfield and a, just a little bit of composure at the end when we had to, what was it, eight minutes of injury time they found because of some of their time wasting. Um, uh, and uh, But again, they never really sort of troubled us. McNicholas pulled off a really good save in the first half. I'm sure if you were at the, at the butty shop or what, whether you saw it, but uh, that was a nice tip over. Um you know, he looked tidy, his feet really good with his feet. Yes, I forgot completely. You forgot to mention the goalkeeper. I thought he was quality. That yeah. save in the first half, diving to his left to yeah. save the top corner shot. Excellent. Um, didn't have much to do in the second That's half, it. but yep. he caught a few crosses nicely in the box. Distribution Sef was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, very impressed with him. I saw impressed. him. A, I saw him away at Crew, and it was basically exactly the same. He held everything. Uh, he was really good with his feet um, when the ball came back. You know, his passes were crisp. You, you know, the, nothing was it just in front of anybody and then they were chasing and then we'd lose the ball. It was all clean. His work was really clean. Uh, and I thought in the... Um, they were putting a few crosses in at the end and there was a couple 
but he did exactly what you'd want him to do. He took them, flopped on the floor, bought some seconds. Do you know what I mean? Did the old bought bought himself 10, 15 seconds, even though he didn't need to. Do you remember who was it? Was it Pickford was doing it year a couple of years ago for Everton? I get. I don't yeah. know. Was it maybe in a Merseyside derby? Or have I got it? Or was it somebody else that was doing it in that game and he did it at the end when they'd won or something? No, it was definitely Pickford. Um, can't remember who was against. Yeah. I don't think it was Liverpool because Everton, I don't think I've ever been in front against Liverpool. So <laughs> could have been someone else. Oh, dear. God. But yeah, he was basically time wasting from start to, start to finish. When he, you know, everything that he got hold of, he was falling on the floor. Um and so we had a little bit of that from Nicholas, but it's exactly what we needed in those uh, those eight minutes to buy ourselves some time. Um, and interestingly, there was some sensational play from McLean in the corners at the end. Um, just little back back heels and flicks. You take the ball into the corner and then find a Wrexham player once two or three congregated around him. Uh, we played some of those really well, uh, which is it's underappreciated. Keeping the ball as far away as you can from our goal, um, it's an art. Um, and you know some of some of that. That's where you've got to be smart in it and clever, and that's how you win games. Sometimes it's not pretty, uh, but that's what you know. That's what good teams do. Yeah, exactly. And he's got Premier League experience, hundred caps for Ireland, been in the the higher divisions. He knows exactly what to do. And without wishing to sound cliche, it was men against boys when he came onto the pitch. Was, he knew yeah. exactly where to go, what to do, how to run the game down. Very well taken goal as well with his head in the near yeah. post. Um, it was an ex a twenty minute exhibition, I would say, from James McLean. Yeah. Of all, if you would, if of all the ways you would think for McLean to open his account, header from a corner wouldn't have been one of them because you normally expect him to be taking the what the corners. Obviously, uh, when Luke Young isn't playing, he's taking the corners, McLean, isn't he? Um, but a deft flick at the front post is not how I would think James McLean would open his account for Exxon. <laughs> Yeah, I think it'll do him good as well. I think he said in his interview after yeah. the match, it was on his mind to, yeah. to get that first goal because although he is playing left wing back, he does get forward quite a lot and he's, he's come close to scoring with shots across the goalkeeper, across the box. Um, and I think he'll certainly get a few more goals this season though. Yeah, yeah. Um, any uh, any shout-outs for anybody else? Any other winners in that uh in that game that sort of stood out worthy of a, a mention or was it, uh, um, is it the substitute? Liked... was it all on the subs really yes it was on the subs but i did like the look of bickerstaff it's refreshing yeah, to see right. a player who's just happy to run at defenders yeah okay fair enough he'll lose the ball he'll get tackled but when it does work he gives defenders nightmares he's got pace he's a good dribbler decent shot on him Granted, he wasted a couple of opportunities last night, but he's the kind of player who entertains the crowds, and that's what you need sometimes when you're playing in a in a cup trophy game on a, on a Tuesday night. He, uh, he excited the crowd. There was one real good chance that he just couldn't get the shot off, that he dragged through the heart of their defence, and he was just sort of square on 18, 17 yards out. He's just about to pull the trigger, and they uh, they tackled him. But he was trying that all night, that just a little little one or two touch dribble through, um, you know, uh, and that he gives us something different to some of our other strikers, doesn't he? Um, because, uh, you know, Mullin doesn't do a lot of that and Palmer and Dolby are predominantly asked to, you know, 
uh, slog their guts out and fight for balls that you know they don't really have the opportunity to do a lot of that, do they? So he does give us something different, and we're going to need him given Fletcher's injury. Um, so that would have done him good as well to give him ninety minutes. I think he got ninety minutes, um, and you know, like you say, look lively. Yeah, um, and now we've ad advanced in this trophy. You assume he's going to yeah, play in the, the last thirty-two match um, at home before Christmas, after Christmas. I'm not sure how this. <laughs> trophy works, yeah, we're, we're honest, learning but... again, aren't we? It's been so long, yeah. we're learning again. But we've got a home tie in the last 32, so I fully expect Bickerstaff to start again then. And yeah, I think he scored in the last match against Crew, didn't he, in this competition where he ran through the defence and finished nicely. Yeah, yeah. and that's it's what the... he can do. The, the majority of this season, he's been really good. He's been he's been really unlucky. Um, but obviously, with Fletcher's injury, he's going to get some more sort of squad game time now, you would think, wouldn't you? Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see. I know we're a long way off. Yeah, if we do get to the semi-final or even the final at Wembley, well, yeah, bigger staff start in those matches. <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be nice for him to have a run and get those games um, and get that experience as well. Because, uh, you know, if you think he's going to be at the club for a long time, you've got to give him those games, haven't you? You can put some yeah. trust in him. Um, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, so that was a good, good, good half an hour. Uh, the first sixty minutes prob wasn't so exciting, but um, and when you look at the stats, the stats were horrific. The xG was, you know, the quality of chances we were making, both sides was not good. <laughs> so uh, you know, it was uh, it was a bit of a nothing game until the RAF came on and uh, sort of uh, sort of uh, helped us out. Okay. Um, Shall we wrap things up in a minute with a look ahead to Saturday's visitors, uh, Gillingham? Yeah, sounds good. Uh, so Gillingham come to the race course on Saturday. I, Off the top of my head, I cannot remember the last time we played them, can you? I've been supporting Wrexham since 2005, six, and I don't think we played Gillingham in that time. We might not have. Uh, it might be a long time. Uh, I was just trying to have a look on Fotbob to see it gave gave me a stat, and it doesn't. So that uh, you know, that's uh, that's that's telling us all we need to know. Um, so you're the expert on League Two football. What are you going to tell us about Gillingham? <laughs> look at his face. His face is just like, oh my god, what? Uh, I can tell you that they're quite a big team based in the south of England, in Kent. Um, had a good start to the season, um, but then dipped in form, which led to the dismissal of their manager, Neil Harris. Yeah. Um, and I think last week, they appointed a new manager. Yeah. Stephen Clements. Yeah, ex-Tottenham. Um, he's the son of Ray Clements. Goal if you've got any older yeah. listeners, you might know the, the famous goalkeeper. Um, might be wrong, but is it his first first team or managerial as far job. as i know yeah i think he's, he's possibly been coaching um but yeah um they, so they would start the season they were signed grinded out one nils every week if you remember weren't they they but if they were monotonous every week home or away they were grinding out these one nils i think they'd gone they were top they'd scored about eight goals after 12 gate <laughs> or something and they were you know they were they were they were running away with it a bit um and then like you said they had a little bit of a run and uh Harris obviously um, 
Another ex was he? Was he? Did Harris ever play in the Premier League? Might have been Championship and stuff. Um, but another ex player from the uh, early two thousands uh, was uh, relieved of his duties, uh, and like you say, Clemens has come in. Um, I guess a face or two. Let's have a look at the squad first, um, just to see if there's any uh, see if there's any players that you uh, you or I both recognise um, from a name point of view. I guess the obvious one. Is Johnny Williams Wales international? So, yeah, uh, I, you know, I remember. I, th- I think did he was he a free agent? And I think there was a few people sort of uh, hope hopeful that he might come to us uh, perhaps in the summer. Uh, is there was a few people sort of talking about him, but um, nothing sort of serious ever came from it. I think it was a, some some Wales fans probably hopeful rather than anything. Do you know what I mean? Um. Uh, but uh, you know, other than that, I guess if you're if you're a real League Two uh, fanatic, you might know a few of their names. But there's not the Macaulay Bond is probably the uh, the live wire up front. Um, but there'll be some very unfamiliar names to the majority of us, and that's what you know. From our point of view, it's hard because that makes them dangerous, doesn't it? But um, you know, they're yeah. not they're not mugs. Uh, I mean, they're still in ninth place with twenty five points, so they're only five points behind us. Um, but away from home, at the race course, uh, I guess we're when we come to do predictions in a minute, we're going to be positive, aren't we? Yeah, we have got a few decent players, like you say, Macaulay Bond. Leighton Orion, when they won the league three or four yeah. years ago, he was he was really good in that team. Um, was that the Justin? It was was that just either before or after Justin Edinburgh when uh, he sadly passed away, didn't he? But he was in that that era of uh, of when they had some success. Uh, if memory serves, but I am stretching me, me knowledge there. Yeah, I mean, 2018-19 season when Edinburgh was there and Bond was there, they won the league and they were they were really good Outstanding, side that year. Weren't they? Um, yeah, Lapsley, um, the midfielder, yeah, very good, very good player. Um, but like you say, it's a game, even with the suspensions to McLean and Mullen and the injuries as well. You'd still say Rex and the favourites for. Yeah. Um, so lineup wise, I'm not who's left standing. <laughs> I'm not sure who's left standing. Um, what do you think we're going to see on Saturday? Um, we, know the, we know for sure that we're not going to have McLean and Mullin. We know that for correct. a fact, don't we? So uh, because there is just no way that can happen. Um, Arthur's going to start in goal. Yeah. Unless he gets, unless there's, let's, this is all assuming there's no injuries in training this week type of thing, isn't it? Arthur's going to start in goal. Ford probably going to start at right wing back. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got an hour. He's taking him off after an hour not to push him. They'll, they'll work him in training. They obviously rested him on Tuesday. So that, that's the, that's the thing. Um, I'm guessing Mendy's going to start left wing back. Yeah, too soon for Hosanna. Um, well, Hosanna's yeah. got no chance because he's not even in the squad, is he? He's not listed. Of course, yeah. So, course. Um, so it's definitely going to be him. Uh, then we've got no Tony Cliff. So Tony Cliff's got a few weeks out. O'Connell's out for eight weeks. Barnett's out for eight weeks. Hayden we don't know about. Uh, it's all gone a bit quiet on him, hasn't it? It's a bit weird. There was rumours that he was ill. Then he's then people think he might have had a, a bit of a tweak. So it's gone a bit quiet. So Hayden could come out of nowhere, but could you just throw him in? 
or are we going with Tozer at the back and then the two midfielders, as I call them, either side of him is going to be O'Connor and Evans, surely, isn't it? Yeah, and to be fair, I've really liked the look of Evans and O'Connor at the back. Yeah. Granted, I'd like to see them in midfield and their natural positions, but away at Notts County, I thought they were excellent. Um, and away at Mansfield, too, I thought they were excellent. So I fully expect to see Tozer as the centre yeah. and flanked by O'Connor on the left and George Evans on the right. It's just, just to play devil's advocate, there's no way Boyle, or this is what we're talking about before, there's no way Boyle or Cleworth has played their way in after the other night. I don't think so. I don't think that, that they. you would have looked at them and gone, they must start now. Let's push one into midfield, one of the others into midfield. I think, like you, it's going to be that back three. Yeah, I think it's hard as a defender to shine in the match Maybe. you're trying to impress yeah. him, if that makes sense. You can only do what you can do, really, and that's defend. So, unless there's injuries, I'd be surprised if the back three isn't Toza, um, Evans and, and O'Connor. Tom O'Connor. Um, so, I'm expecting Elliot Lee and James Jones to definitely start in midfield. Um, and I guess the question is then, is it Andy Cannon or Luke Young? Um, does the fact that Luke Young played last night to get some minutes... Does that tell us that Cannon is probably fit, so he was able to give Young the minutes last night? Because if Cannon wasn't fit, would you take the chance with Young last night? Is my is my question. Do, do, do you know what I mean? You wouldn't risk the injury, would you? Um, it's hard to answer. <laughs> hard to answer. Um, potentially, potentially. I'm never a fan of playing Young and Jones together. If I'm being brutally honest. Yeah, needs must. Who else is there? But yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I think we can all agree Lee will be in the number 10. Jones will definitely start. And then it's a case of, like you say, will it be Young? Will it be Cannon? Will it be, well, I don't know if we've got anyone else, to be honest. Unless we see one of the two centre-backs come into midfield and Clareworth starts or Boyle starts, but I can't see that. So hands might be tied in terms of that midfield three. I was just going to say, I'll tell you what would be, I'll tell you what would be um, an interesting side story. Just touching on what you've just said. If one of those lads comes in at the back and we push one of those uh, O'Connor or Evans into midfield because Cannon is injured, if I was Luke Young, I'd be thinking, what's going on here? <laughs> you know what I mean? You would be then, you would be thinking, well, like, you know, phew. You know, you'd be starting to quit, ask some serious questions, wouldn't you? Absolutely, if you wasn't yeah. already. Absolutely, and this is a club captain, we forget, Luke Young, who was, before the end of last season, he was a lot of people's player of the season, certainly in the top three players of the season, until he lost his place in the team around Easter time or somewhere similar. So, yeah, if Young still can't get a game in that midfield and... He's getting replaced by someone else who's come out and centre back. Um, yeah, you'd be asking questions, but you've got to trust in Parkinson, I guess. Yeah, uh, and then up front, uh, it will be two from Bickerstaff, Dolby, Palmer. Um, again, you've got to you've got to think that uh, Dolby and Palmer is going to start that game, haven't you? Yeah, I don't recall them two starting too many games together, to be honest. I'm not sure what the dynamic is going to look like. But no, two, yeah, for me, especially with Bickerstaff playing 
98 minutes yeah. on Tuesday. I think we'll see those two up front. Yeah, it's it's that it's that old adage that um, you normally like to have a blend of skills and characteristics, don't you? So uh, the common consensus is that Palmer and Dolby are similar. Dolby's a little bit more skillful than people give them credit for, but they are frame-wise. That's why they, they that comes, doesn't it? Because they're both the they're both used as the target man, really. That focal point, aren't they? That's why I think that 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 sort of comparison comes. Uh, but given their experience, and I think it's definitely going to be them that start the game. Um, but they might not. I'd say I fully expect to see Bickerstaff off the bench, though. Yeah, potentially. Um, we never see both strikers play the full 90 minutes, do we? So, yeah, big as that. There's no way that he would, <clears throat> again, just playing devil's advocate, no way that he would potentially use do something different and play a, um, a, play yeah. a Jordan Davis or Elliot, go back to playing Elliot Lee a bit further. Remember we had two, three, maybe four games where we played Elliot Lee further forward. I don't think it particularly worked, but is there a, is there a chance that he could do that? Yeah, it's that dynamic, isn't it? Where you could play Lee or Palmer and then maybe Davis as the number 10 in these usual positions. So maybe, maybe, but I think our two senior strikers history, will both start. History, history tells us that that isn't going to happen, doesn't it? But yeah. You know, I guess the the only thing, the saving grace is there are other options to try. If 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 one of them, for instance, if Palmer or Dolby's got a knock and he doesn't necessarily want to start him, and he's thinking, oh, I'm not sure whether to throw Jake in or what I'm going to do, he has got a plan C or D or whatever it is that he could he can switch to. Yeah, exactly. But don't expect. I don't expect to see it. So this really this pivots really on. Cannon done it. If Cannon's fit, he probably starts, and everything sort of stays as it is. But if he's not, then there might be some Chinese puzzling of players potentially. Um, it'd be interesting to see that uh, that team used prior prior to kickoff. Uh, what's your plans? Are you where where are you? Not commentary duties? Nothing? Nothing going on? No. Um, I could be on commentary duties. Oh, no, yet. Right. Not. But I need to be wary of where my leg can stretch in the commentary zone. It's very, very tight in there and God. I can't bend it past 60 degrees. So we'll see. Right. We'll see. All right. Okay. Um, I'm uh, I'm going to the Mice Gwyn beforehand. Um, Kevin Russell is the speaker at the Mice Gwyn. So we're, uh, we're going there for our uh, pre-match meal. Um, and for some chat beforehand, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, I haven't looked at the weather. It's probably going to be crap, uh, is what I, what I would say. Uh, so score-wise, given what we, you know, given what we've what we've said, uh, my gut feeling is Wrexham by a goal at home. That's my, uh, you know, I, I still don't think we're capable of keeping a run of clean sheets, but I'll be quite happy if we do manage to keep one. Um, not confident in us enough yet with that. Um, but I still think we can outpower teams, especially late on, although we are missing a couple of players that would normally bail us out, perhaps if we needed to. So it's going to be an interesting test, this one. What, what are you thinking? What's your... I'm going to, so I'll go 2-1, is my gut feeling. What, what do you think? Yeah, I think it'll be tough. Obviously, we're missing two of our best players. Um, Gillingham, their sort of factory setting is 
keep it tight. They might be yeah. different under the new manager. I'm not sure. Um, so I think it'll be tight. It'll be tough, but home advantage. Um, I think we'll get the win. I think we'll get a clean sheet as well. I'm going to go oh, one. You're, you're okay. You're okay. You're going. You're going the opposite to me. Is on this clean sheet front. That's interesting. Uh, that's a big, big call, but uh, yeah, okay, good. Looking forward to it. So either way, you'll make it there, though, will you? So whether it's commentary or what, your your plan is to try and be there. Touchwood, yeah, I'll be there. Touchwood, okay, good stuff, and I will be. And then the good news is you get a free week next week because I'll be in Egypt, um, so you won't have me messaging you going right. What time? Where are you? What time you working? What's going on? Um, <laughs> whereas I'll be in thirty degree heat. Uh, well, it's crap. I know it's rubbish. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm sure you would rather be here than uh, than uh, in Egypt, wouldn't you? Oh, debatable. I hope it rains in Egypt. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm <laughs> um, yes, we'll, we will. We will endeavour to try. Um, so that's the Accrington game, if memory serves, isn't it? That's the away game at Accrington. Um, we'll be able to watch it in, in, in Egypt. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. They uh, I follow is very big in uh, Egyptian hotels. Is, uh, is <laughs> from from experience. So uh, yes, the uh, the old fire stick will be in the suitcase. <laughs> oh, so there are more than two hours ahead in Egypt. Uh, it was one, but I'm not sure with our clocks changing. So might change two. now. Might yeah. two. I've there never been go. this time of year. I normally go. Uh, normally go. Earlier in the year or later? I'm just in the other room. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, mate, don't worry. Uh, I'm, not pay- I'm not paying for an appearance, whoever that was. Uh, <laughs> all right, mate, let's, uh, we'll end it there and uh, roll on Saturday, innit? Davis 
Back in the football league. 